dealers that support hockey in your community. Your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins. Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. And Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Find out how to go full Caesar. Visit Caesars.com for eligibility requirements. FedEx. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Visit us at jessieraysbarbecue.com. T-Mobile. Head to T-Mobile.com and see how you can lock in your rates forever. Jets Pizza. Six different crusts and countless toppings. Let your imagination go wild. Get by the Caesars Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NHL. The Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the Ice Time Hockey West network here are your hosts scott strandy and stephen marsh all right welcome in professional hockey fans and happy new year as we uh come to you live from t-mobile park in seattle washington scott strandy with you stephen marsh with you um stephen let's start off by the surroundings um what a scene Forty-seven thousand people here at t-mobile park you couldn't have asked in my estimation for a better um night a better night or a better day for an outdoor hockey game 46 degrees was the the game time temperature when it started and um, it was comfortable you know I, I didn't get a chance to ask Dave Haxtell the coach of uh, Seattle but he spent 11 years as the coach of the uh, North Dakota Fighting Sioux back when so this is nothing for him no I was gonna ask him that because <laughs> this cold weather means nothing of course he didn't play outdoor games there but um it was really nothing for him. They were on the bench. He didn't even have a hat on. He just uh, had his uh, letterman's jacket, which he was pretty proud to wear, as were both teams, I'm certain. But a 3 nothing shutout victory for Seattle. Uh, you and I have been talking about it a little bit here since the game ended. We talked with some of the players. Joey Decord gets the uh, the MVP honor. The, the legend of Joey Decord continues. It started <laughs> at ASU. Now, then he stops along the way. I think some time he started. But then Coachella Valley last year. Now he's here in Seattle, and what, what, you know what hasn't changed? The Joey Chance has the not Joey's, changed. Joey's, Joey's Chance. They, yeah, they're everywhere. Um, but anyway, as you know, I've had the privilege of covering him uh, at ASU when he was a freshman all the way through until he left and signed with the Senators and then uh, got selected by Seattle in the expansion draft and got his way to uh, the Kraken for a few games. And you'll hear from Dave Haxtall in a few minutes about the value and the path of Joey Decord. Um, he's handled himself very well at every level. Uh, he's been built for this position, his dad being a goaltender coach. And uh, so there's a number of really good things that uh, that we can talk about. But And he was in his postgame, too, and people will hear that, too, is he was – he just seems like he's getting more and more seasons. I mean, how he yeah. talks and how he was – you know, how he – I mean, he, he was – Describing how they fell out, that people were asking how. I mean, he was he went into those kind of kind of details and 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 talking about the the save on Eichel and that was probably the you know one. Of the, so it's, it was cool. Which one? <laughs> yeah, which yeah, one? He had three really big ones. <laughs> um, I know you wanted me to ask Eichel, but he wasn't around in the locker room afterwards. But, gotta, or the clubhouse, imagine. or the clubhouse is where in a baseball stadium. But. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine, but um, yeah, it was uh, Massachusetts on Massachusetts crime. Uh, we'll call it because both Robbery. of them grew up in the uh, the Boston area. Joey stops him on a clean 
uh, opportunity early in the game. Then he stopped him later in the game, and then he stopped him one final time. And the big question from everybody, uh, at least in the media session, was, were you thinking about shooting the puck into the empty but net? He, but, he, but, but I don't was, he didn't, the question didn't even finish yeah. before he said, yes. Yes. <laughs> everybody knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. And then he coming. went in a little bit more about the situation and everything. Yeah, but, and you'll, you'll hear that <laughs> you'll too hear in, that a in a minute. Uh, but anyway, a 3 nothing game. I thought it was a really good hockey game. I mean, somebody wins, somebody loses. I know Vegas wasn't happy with their yeah. performance, but um, there wasn't a lot of penalties. There wasn't oh. a lot of craziness out there. The pucks didn't take crazy bounces that we saw. No. Um, it was a pretty clean hockey game. And yeah. I think for all the years that they played the Winter Classics, I think this might have been the best environment strictly because of the weather. Yeah. You know, nobody knew what to expect in Seattle. They didn't know if it was going to rain or snow or be cold or foggy. Um, and as we look out, and we're sitting here in the... Uh, the roof is coming back on now. The 200 level as they move the roof back on. Um, right here, the big Happy New Year sign in front of us, uh, below the T-Mobile Park sign, and of course the Seattle Mariners. So I think we'd be remiss if we didn't say thank you to the Seattle Mariners for their hospitality in uh, and everything they did, you know, everywhere. Uh, and over there on, uh, I guess that's what, left left field there, you know, where they, in a baseball game they have, and they, they it's back to, They've had the nine innings, and of course now it's back to that. But during the game, and I put it out on X uh, after the game, uh, it had the the three the three innings, or so in this case three periods, and <laughs> and, the, and that manual scoreboard, and uh, of course one 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 for Seattle because they got a goal in each period, three nothing, and Vegas zeros across the board because they didn't get any runs or goals <laughs> on the board. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, we're going to start off by talking about the arrival, which I thought was unique, as it always is in the Winter Classic, but. Um, before we get to the arrival, I, I got to throw this out there so people can debate it. I took a picture and put it on X, or Twitter as we like to say, um, and I said, fair poll or foul poll? Let the debate begin. Your thoughts. Is it a fair poll or a foul poll? Oh, the, 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 yeah. the, the one that got in the way of the ring. <laughs> well, I, well, I guess in that case it's probably a... Fair pool or foul? you're the baseball guy. Fair pool, foul pool. What do you call it? Well, it's a. It depends because if it's on one side, it's it's a fair ball. It's the other side, it's, they usually they usually call them foul foul pools. I think that that's what I grew up with foul pool. Foul but pools. I've been told by people that it's called a fair pool. Well, people hits, say it's a fair or foul pool. They just say they. Well, they say, say but if it hits it, is it fair or foul? I think if they fair. if it hits it, it's a fair ball. So it's a fair pool. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to throw that out there because we're out of baseball. I'm not. A, I'm not <laughs> my mind's not on baseball. Uh, maybe Paul Hornstein, the baseball aficionado on Long Island, New York, could tell us if it's a fair or foul pool. Because um, the game today uh, was was kicked off by a police escort. Kicked off? There you go. Using yeah, a football yeah, term now. We're just, well, you know. What sport are we missing here? Uh, basketball, right? Let's, let's, let's just throw it. It was a slam dunk. Slam dunk. The court. <laughs> there you go. Boom, boom, we got all four. And, of course, now they call it the Washington Huskies get ready to play a pretty important football game here. So Seattle sports are one and one on this weekend. The 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 um, Seahawks, Seahawks lost last, yesterday to the Steelers. Now the Kraken get a 3 nothing win here. And now we see how the Washington Huskies do in the, in the college football playoff. We'll find out. Or maybe we won't because I may be busy. Uh, but anyway... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, the arrival today, uh, fanfare, as you would expect for the Winter Classic, the uh, multiple motorcycle police uh, bringing people in and uh, escorting first the, uh, the Seattle Kraken into the building. And they came in dressed as fishermen. 
which was cool, really cool. And then the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights showed up, and Stephen, was there any surprise to you at all that they were going to dress like Elvis? Uh, no, no, that was not a not not a really a surprise. Um, last year, that became a a thing that they did in the locker room where they uh, they got. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I like that one. I do like that response by uh, by uh, somebody in the chat there calling whatever uh, Scott says. It's 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 the opposite. It's so. the purple. <laughs> so then it's the purple. Okay. okay, there we go. Okay, that debate settled. Anyways, no. Uh, yeah, with the Elvis wig, they did an El- they would do an Elvis wig. Uh, after the games in the locker room, after big games and stuff. And so it's not a surprise when they had an opportunity to have a theme outfit or theme uh, coming into this uh, that was very Vegas-y, uh, which you kind of kind of hinted it would, would be that way, uh, that it would be uh, would be Elvis. And uh, kudos to Alec Martinez, who we found out is the one that kind of spearheaded that uh, for the team. And uh, how did he get, get all those costumes? Uh Zach Whitecloud and Keegan Colsar didn't really know pregame, but uh, we're, we're okay. Impressed. So let, let me ask you, Vegas guy, can you find twenty five Elvis I, costumes somewhere in Vegas? I think so because, or you can find them somewhere because uh, I see a lot of Elvises on the strip a lot of times or downtown doing their thing, and so they obviously and they're dressed as Elvis, so they obviously get the costume from somewhere. So maybe maybe uh, Martinez went down there one night and asked some some Elvis performers down there or, or at the wedding chapels or wherever you see Elvises because they're everywhere in Vegas. And here's a guy that you've gotten close to through the AHL and the NHL ranks, Paul Cotter. Is there any truth to the fact that he didn't need a wig? <laughs> well, he does have a lot. He did, his hair is pretty <laughs> His hair is pretty thick. I actually had to go look look back at the picture and, and I had to actually look at it and, and it, it almost looked like he didn't have a wig on, but then it, it, it did. It, it was a, he did have the wig on, but yeah, there, there was some... Uh, there was some and, and was there any surprise that the first guy to come through with his shirt zipped down all the way past his belly button was William Carlson? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't <laughs> I'm surprised he had. It was only that much show up because uh, we know in the past that <laughs> when, maybe even you know when they win the when they win a championship, uh, Carlson tends to uh, to get caught up in the moment. So he's caught up in the Elvis <laughs> moment, and that and uh, a little opportunity to show a little chest there. I'm okay, sure. and one one quick thing on this is uh, also the uh, the Kraken players were eating; they were throwing their fish as they came in, and and, and the Kraken coaches came in uh, with saluting to the labor um, fishing. Uh, Right. Trees, farming, you name it. So what a great tribute to kick the game off. Got things started. Uh, the, the morning availability was really uh, useless, in my words, because what were they going to say, right? They were, except Dave Haxtell really stressed the point that, you know, let's have a lot of fun up until you get in that locker room slash clubhouse, and then let's get prepared to play hockey because there are two points on the line, two very valuable points uh, for the Seattle Kraken. And if you want to know how valuable you are, they were a little worried, and not the team, but the fans here, that they needed to catch up to the number five spot in the uh, in the playoff rankings right now, which is held by the Arizona Coyotes. So there you go. They want to catch up first and then move. Hey, I mean, it, the, the way Seattle's playing right now, they, they are doing very fast. They seem to have figured some things out, and you've got a, a hot goaltender like DeCore who's been almost seems like setting records with every game that he's he's played in with whether it's how many saves in a, a, he's, he's making in a game or in this case he gets a shutout which we should mention is, and I didn't know this until some other people put it out there that this is the uh, first shutout in a winter classic history so congrats to him on that and uh, yeah and I think the Kraken have I mean people were kind of I mean it's, it's been kind of an I mean obviously there was a lot of expectations or maybe you know a lot of 
comparisons that Seattle was going to get to Vegas. Obviously, Vegas was very successful from the beginning and how they started winning right away. Seattle didn't make the playoffs last year, won a round. So, I mean, they come in having having that from last year. They started okay, but they had kind of a rough patch uh, lately. But then the last nine games now, they've gotten at least a point. So they've really, um, they really turned it up. And, and, you know, in this NHL, and especially in this division, it seems like if, if you put on a little bit of a run, you're right in the mix. I mean, you look at Edmonton, who was a favorite going into the season, and they started the season about as bad as you can be, gone towards the bottom, like not even, you know, like two, three basically, almost, almost the Sharks were almost at the same represent. I mean, the Sharks are a bad team right now. And uh, so, but they made some changes, and not saying that the Seattle needed to make changes because they're still new in their franchise, but uh, Edmonton makes some cha- changes. They get a new guy in there, a fresh guy in there, and they've put on quite a run lately, and look at them now. They're right around 500, a little above. And they're they're right there, um, almost trying to catch in, in a wild card spot, and, and and they have some games in hand on some other teams so they can gain some more. So um, Seattle can do the same thing. Is my point in this, and and if they continue to put this run together and see how 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 they can how much it can go, yeah, Seattle certainly can be can be in the mix for for a wild card spot. And uh, a team like the Coyotes who've been been pretty good for the most part, you know, especially at home. Um, they want to get into the playoffs, so I think that's it's just it's going to be a it's going to be a battle for uh, for that. And if you look at Vegas, you know they've kind of I mean they've kind of fallen back a little bit, and, and you know it's still quite a gap between the top three and a little bit of the rest of the division. But um, you know I mean it's if Seattle's keeps winning, they're going to make that gap a little bit smaller. Okay, um, you've got the the goal scores. There were three of them, one in each period. I believe you also got the goalie stats, uh, Logan Thompson. For the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and, of course, Joey Decord for the Seattle Kraken. Before we get to that, though, I just want to uh, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the fact that I'm I'm taking credit for a lot of this win for Seattle. And you want to know why? Joey Decord, Will Borgen, Ty Cartier, all played roles today. Um, coincidence that I happened to have a little bit of relationship with the three of them or was it were they just good players and played a solid hockey? I'm gonna go with option two. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go with option two. <laughs> I'm sure your relationships and everything doesn't doesn't hurt the okay. doesn't hurt the fact. Okay. Um, in some cases maybe it does, but uh, in this case it doesn't hurt the case. But uh, but yeah you're right. <laughs> you're right. So uh, I'm taking a little bit of the credit. Okay. Maybe I'll get a taste of that uh, MVP trophy with a little chocolate on top. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Didn't you have enough chocolate last year in the NHL oh, playoffs with uh, with, yes. with, with Hershey with Hershey playing? Um, yeah. But yeah, you mentioned uh, Ty Cardia had an assist on the Will Borgen goal. Uh, Tol, hopefully I can say that. Tolvanen had a goal and assist in the in the game. Tolvanen. Tolvanen. Yeah. Sorry. Tolvanen. He opened the scoring. He opened the scoring in the first period. Four fifty into the period. Uh, Vince Dunn, Adam Larson assist on that goal. Then in the second period at 219, Will Borgen, nice shot there, be, uh, beating Thompson. Uh, on a pass from uh, Ty Cartier. On a pass, yeah, from Ty Cartier. And, and Tol- Tolvanen uh, getting the assist on that. And then uh, Yanni Gord, uh, his fifth of the season in the uh, in the uh, in the third period at 210. So, uh, and Will Borgen was his first of the season. And what's significant about that is each goal in that period was pretty early in the period. And that was something that Bruce Cassidy kind of mentioned in his post game was that, uh, you know, each period they scored early, and that's kind of hard to kind of get kind of mixed when you when it when you team you get up a goal that early in the period. Um, first goal was at 4:50 the period. The second period goal was at 2:19, and then the third period goal was at 2:10. So um, it's, it's kind of hard in this time. This kind of environment, it's kind of hard to 
come back from that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's quickly go to the locker room. I've got a, a four minute fifty eight second clip from uh, Will Borgen as he was talking in the scrum, as you would imagine after a game like this. So here's Will Borgen. Um, So there's a little bit from Will Borgen, the Moorhead, Minnesota product. St. Cloud State Husky in his college days. So um, it was crazy in the locker rooms, I'll be honest with you. It was uh, a little bit crazy. But uh, let's get to the press conference room where Joey Decord and Yanni Gord. Decord and Gord, I like it. I think the uh, Kraken set it up that way. But let's hear from both of them. Uh, Joey sitting perched next to the beautiful MVP chocolate in a cup, the cocoa cup, I guess is what they're calling it here in Seattle. 
and TNT. So here's from uh, Joey Decord and Yanni Gord.
Okay, there you go. Yanni Gord, the MVP, Joey Decord, uh, meeting the media in the uh, interview room after this game. Stephen Marsh, your thoughts on what you heard and what you saw from the Kraken today. Um, you followed the Stanley Cup champions all year long, and you followed them the start of this year. Um, is this Seattle team building into something that could compete for a championship? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think they're... They're certainly, they certainly can be a playoff team. Uh, winning a championship is it's it's possible, but it's it's there's so many good teams in the NHL. It's it's a really uh, it's a really tough thing to do uh, to win. Obviously, a championship and, and Vegas is is built very well, and and they 
they win a lot of games, and they didn't win today, and they haven't won in the last five or the six games, but um, they're going to get some home games coming up here. They're going to have some gaps in between in their schedule, so I would imagine hopefully those things will be beneficial for them to, to get back on the winning ways and then obviously have some time to work on some things. And for the Kraken, um, I just think it's a matter of they wanted this game more, and I think they want. I think Vegas was they, – they, like, enjoyed being part of this experience, and they, they – you know, are thankful to be part of this and then win a class and everything. But Seattle, this was their opportunity. They, they, they had a chance to show off their city. They had a chance to show off their team on a national stage on New Year's Day. And the players, they have something going special right now. And I think all that just, they they were the better team today. And they, they deserve to win the Kraken. And I think uh, the Kraken are a team that can can challenge for a playoff spot for sure winning a championship we, we'll see but um you know they've they've had kind of been up and down right now they're on a very good high and if they can keep that up for another month or so they'll put themselves in a really good position but right now they're still not in a playoff position as bad as their streak has been um i think the right as you said right with the coyotes coming up soon so um they have to keep they have to really they, they have really very little margin of error the rest of the season uh you know, like a team like Vegas got off to such a strong start coming off the Stanley Cup championship. They they have scuffled lately, but they're still right there towards the top of the division. They had been able, they were able to afford a little bit of a thing. Seattle kind of had their but they really can't afford. And Vegas, even if they, they probably are going to be in regardless. If you know, even if they can don't even play to the level they were playing at the start of the season, Seattle, I think pretty much they have to be very, not obviously not perfect, but you have to be almost near perfect. I think the. Those teams are not that wild card spot is always it's always a battle towards the very end of this, the regular season if if that's what they end up with and right now it's, it's still a pretty sizable gap in the division between the top three teams and the wild card teams but uh, but we'll see how it shakes out. Okay, last one before we go to break and that is uh, Joey Decord's performance over the last eight games makes him the best goaltender in the NHL over eight games, the last eight games in goals against. He didn't hurt himself today on that because he gave up none. None. Um, uh, save percentage is right up there. Um, so my question to you is, as you look from a distance, um, it won't be long till Philip Grubauer comes back. Does Dave Haxtell have a decision to make, or is he going to go back and forth as he did to start the year between Grubauer and Decord? Will you lose your position as a starter because of an injury? Yeah, that... That's going to be a, an interesting decision. I'm not around the, the Kraken every day, so I don't know that. But it just seems, yeah, this is an opportunity that Decord has really have, has taken and is obviously really, and this is, a, this is a good thing, but it's really made the coaching staff's uh, decision a little bit more difficult. We see this sometimes where somebody gets hurt and somebody comes in and really performs well, and it makes the decision to really more difficult when the other person comes back uh, and ready to go, and and you know Grubauer, I'm sure when he comes back, he will get his share of games again, along with Decord. And and when Grubauer comes back, if he plays well, then that's a good problem to have. Then you have two really solid goaltenders. And if Grubauer is kind of then, you know, obviously then they'll they may roll with Decord more, and then Grubauer may become more of the the one B thing. They might see it as a one A and a one B kind of thing, not necessarily a one or a two goaltender. So um, you know that's. Well, he's not back yet, but uh, so I think it's, if you're Decor, you just continue to do what you do. Add that resume. He's almost gotten what he's 
almost every game setting franchise record with saves and everything. Today he had 35 saves on 35 Vegas shots. So he has been uh, the guy right now. And, and uh, of course, Drieger's up here with, 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 uh, with the Kraken right now backing him up. as he's The Coachella Valley Firebird goaltending tandem. Right. Okay. Anyways. Um, as we go to break, this one's for you, Joey Decord. Wow. I didn't know you had that ability to the closet. Yeah. things I can do. <laughs> okay, we'll take a quick break. Come back. We're going to go back into the interview room with head coach Dave Haxtell in just a minute. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, pause for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. ITHSW Podcasts, this is the Pro Hockey West Report. Indeed it is, a very special the Pro Hockey West Report. Scott Strandy, Stephen Marsh, both with you from T-Mobile Park as it's starting to uh, cool down even a little more as we sit out here on the 200 level uh, overlooking uh, a lot of people still taking pictures on the ice. Uh, I think it's all the workers and, and TV people maybe that are getting the opportunity to have their pictures taken at center ice. So, okay, Stephen, um, as I said, we're going to go back into the interview room in just a minute here, but when you uh, when you think of the whole week or two days that we've been here, and I know there were festivities before we both got here, but um, can you summarize in just a few short words what it's been like in Seattle? Yeah, I, I think the the NHL did a, did a really good job as they – with a lot of these events, they're able to incorporate. And I'm sure they've obviously had help with the with the Kraken people that put on their games, and and, and the Kraken have their environment for their games. Normally at Climate Pledge Arena, are pretty. Good. I've never been there, but they've they're usually pretty good and and stuff. And and the setup here, I mean, it's fantastic yet again. I mean, you have this big space with the uh, with the field that's normally for baseball, and of course you got a rink, which is only one element of it, which is the main element of it, of course. But there's a, you know, there's the NHL logo that's like a compass. You know the, the the stage where um, we had a, a band. You know we had the, the heart performing in the first intermission. Um, Don't forget about your buddy Sir Mixalot. Well, Sir Mixalot was. Over I saw on, he lit up your eyes a little bit when he started. <laughs> well, Sir Mixalot was on the, the the stage over here <laughs> by the glass where the, by the where these um and how about these wooden uh, docks? Docks, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm trying to think of the term where the players walked out to. 
Uh, and of course, the Kraken came out as they're tossed. Fishermen, people dressed as fishermen, were tossing the uh, the fishes across, they were like eating. Eating, okay. <laughs> you go see, uh, as as you would see at, at Pike's Market uh, here in Seattle. So, um, yeah. So that was that was really uh, fantastic. And yeah, the, the compass there. So it's kind of a, a, a sea theme. Is obviously that's the Kraken. Had then the the stage, as I said, where Hart performs is like was shaped like a, a ship that's like shipwrecked, but like the Kraken. The Kraken uh, tentacles coming out of the sea, you know, to bring the ship down. So, I mean, then they had some little, I'm looking at some uh, canoes here uh, on one side. And then, of course, what's always great about these fro uh, these winter classics is they always build a little frozen uh, little mini rink over by the stage where the TNT uh, broadcasters were doing their pregame and everything. Where they had some youth, youth yep. skaters skating around during the game and stuff. So it, that's the great thing about the winter classic. Yes, it's about, it, it's about the game, the main action that's happening on the big rink, but they always make it so much more than that, and uh, you know I've watched plenty on TV, but to be here in person for the first time for one of these is is great. And of course, there's other outdoor games that the NHL has started doing. That's not necessarily they're going to have one in New York, in, you know, uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, where the Giants and the Jets play uh, at MetLife Stadium later uh, later this year. They have the Heritage Classic, which is a big deal in Canada. The but, Mets <laughs> is that a baseball team? I said oh, <laughs> so uh, so the. I said the Jets, I think, is what I meant. Oh, the you said the Jets. The Giants and the Jets. But are the Jets a football team? Because they haven't been too good lately either. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway. yeah. Anyways, but so so yeah. So I mean, but so but but this is the, the this is the premiering one. This started in two thousand eight. We talked about a lot of that yesterday. The history of it, and uh, it just seems like it was cool to have one here first time on the West Coast, and to have that, and, and to have the two newest teams involved, which which we talked about a little bit yesterday. Just, but it was really a, a really great job, and and the crowd came. I mean, forty seven thousand. What did I say? Forty-seven over forty-seven thousand uh, came, which is which I think is pretty much what this which is this ballpark hold. I don't know if it was quite considered a sellout, but it, but it was close if it was, and uh, yeah, so it was it was very very well done, and and yeah, the city of Seattle, like I said earlier, busy three days for them with the, with the Seahawks game they had yesterday right across the street at Lumen Field, and then uh, New Orleans tonight where the Washington Huskies play, and then how, another cool element too is in the second intermission, they had some of the legends of Seattle sports. Yeah, coming out, for, uh, I didn't get picked. I was walking out at the time, but from the, the basketball the NBA with the supersonic days, of course the Mariners and some some, some soccer players and uh, of course some, uh, some baseball players, and so that was cool to see that. And so yeah, I think they did very well, very well job of doing doing that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so let me give you my three things real quick. I'm gonna go right to the locker room with Dave Haxtell. But um, number one, I like the setup. Uh, here they made it look like there was snow on the field yes. with the white covering, which was really cool. Some, some, of, no snow some of the winter classes you didn't need to yeah, do that. There's plenty exactly. of snow to go around, but yes, they did have that because it's still so yeah. for aesthetics for TV. I must have been awesome. Yeah, and we didn't get to see a whole lot of. It I on think the on TV, TV it probably looks, but yeah, because you have the white, the main ice, and then you're gonna have you're gonna see the background of Correct. it. So you need to kind of it makes it probably easier on the eyes and easier for aesthetic wise to have it. Look at snow. Plus, plus, the Winter Classics in the past have kind of had that snow feel. So, yeah, that was nice to have this. Okay, so that's one. Two is, again, I'm going to thank the Mariners because the work that they did all around the stadium, their security people, the people working the concessions, the people running the locker rooms, the press box area, everything was just first class, top notch all the way. Uh, I know the players really enjoyed it, especially the couches in the, in the, in the clubhouses. The clubhouses, yeah, you don't get that in the NHL locker rooms too much. But of course, in a Major League Baseball clubhouses, even in the visiting one, you'll, you'll have some couches and stuff. They always get a little bit more space because uh, you know, for people that don't know about for baseball people, as you know, the 
the team spend a little bit more time at the ballparks during the summer because it's an everyday game. They're here yep. for batting practice. Yep. They get here hours before games. You know, NHL guys, they a lot of times, you know, they're on the, you know, they just they, they show up for the morning skate for an hour or so. They, they you know, they don't, they don't spend a lot of time at their barn where they play games at. Right. You know, they'll, they'll be at the, practice, the practice facilities. The practices. And, and practice facilities, teams, they have a lot of amenities and couches and stuff like that. But NHL locker rooms, there's not a lot of that. Uh, in it. But obviously, baseball is different because they're, they spend a lot of time here because they, they, you know, it's every day and they're and they're yep. and they're spending a lot of time. So that's, but but yeah, so okay. yeah, but that's but I'm sure it was cool for the NHL guys to, to kind of have that feel. And then some of these guys are, are sports fans of other sports. For them to be in a baseball yep. stadium playing a hockey game uh, is is a cool thing too to cross over the two. Okay, so number three uh, and the final one is this beautiful weather that Seattle gave us for two days. Not typical. Um, and to be able to keep the roof open, for, yeah, which was I, nice. I mean, but, I mean, everything, it was a little foggy driving in today. I uh, had about a seven-mile drive. But um, other than that, it's been really about as good as you can expect for December 31st and January 1st in Seattle, Washington. And I don't want to give them a bad name because I was told last night that um, they get a lot less rain, surprisingly, than a lot of places across the Midwest. It's just that they get rain often. And it feels like they're getting more, but their actual and, totals is not as much and it, as a lot of places. And even if it's not raining, a lot of times it's cloudy or it's misty. Yeah. So it's it's, it's just it's, it's they're located on the ocean. They're right there. They're yeah. in the, but then the, it's it's called the Pacific Northwest for a reason. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go to the locker room. Talk to head coach uh, Dave Haxtell as he uh, summarized the game for us. Imagine with uh, Steph, three years here since you first walked into the city. Honestly, one of the greatest uh, sporting events that I've been involved in or really participated in, for sure. You know, it's different than a, you can't equate it to, to playoff hockey, uh, but in terms of sporting events, I mean, it was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, he's, he's got his family here, as, as most players do, so it's you know, pretty, I'm sure, pretty 
didn't have the opportunity to build that base as early in his career as maybe an old for a young defenseman. But since that point, he's dug in. Well, he's really, you know, he's grown, uh, you know, a real strong relationship with, with Leachy. And the two of them have done a nice job in, in growing his game, uh, you know, to, to where he's at today. And there's still, you know, there's still a lot of, there's still a lot of room there to go. Front left, right. Did you look at today and then you look at just the last night games you played? What have been some of those things you liked about today? Has that kind of fit into what you've been seeing from this team lately? And also just what have you seen lately that's allowed you to not only feel positive about this team, but you look at it and you go, okay, you're kind of trending in the direction you want. This is the line between winning and losing. You know, <laughs> there's no, there's no, uh, you know, there's no major differences in our game, but um, you know, pretty good formula tonight. We scored early, didn't have to chase the game. That's, that's, Yeah, it was fine. You know what? There was just there was a young guy right in the front row, um, 
Coach of the Seattle Kraken, Dave Haxtell, uh, chance to uh, hear what he said. Stephen, you were there, you heard it live, but now you heard it again. Anything that caught your eye or ear, uh, so to speak, from Dave Haxtell? Well, I think right there at the end where he said this is a, a different team uh, than last year, I think, you know, just how they conduct themselves and just the way that, you know, they're gaining traction and things like that, the things we've, we've talked about before. And, and uh, yeah, I. I I think there's, there's certainly – I ain't going to disagree with them there. I think that this is a different team than, than we saw last year. And I think it's, uh, uh, you know, and just the way that they they play and just, you know, you don't it's, – it's I mean, now that they kind of found their stride, it's a team that is not in, uh, an easy out by any means. And so I think it's it's great for, for them. Um, uh, you know, the other thing you talked about was, was with Joey and, and – court and how that has come to be and again just another um, great example of, of how much he works uh, day in and day out to to have this opportunity to play and and, and do that so um, yeah I think Dave Haxtell is you know they're you know being the first coach of a franchise is is, is always a an honor and uh, and then he also said just you know playing this game is one of uh, playing being and, and this is one of the top things in his uh, when it comes to being in sports events that he's been involved in and he's been involved in a few so um, you know he did say something that the playoff intensity may not may not be playoff intensity but um, still it's you know you're the first team to host uh, something like this event like this in the, in the very early history of the Kraken you really have a chance to, to really showcase your team and the city and everything there's some uh, there's some 
don't want necessarily there's pressure, but I guess there would be a little bit of pressure to perform and, and to put on a good show, and, and uh, they certainly did that today. Absolutely. Well, um, my thoughts are there was a rumor going around today that the uh, the next Warrior Classic was going to be uh, held in Tempe, Arizona at Sun Devil Stadium. Uh, Paul Bissonnette threw that out there, uh, kind of challenging Commissioner Gary Bettman, I was told, to uh, to see if we could go to to uh, Tempe, Arizona and play a game um, at Sun Devil Stadium. So it'll be nice next year, Stephen. I'll see you in Tempe. Uh, no, nah, that's all. Uh, I might see, might see you in Tempe for some playoff hockey this, this year at Mullen Arena. With the Coyotes, uh, but maybe maybe that's what we got. The NHL wants the, the Kraken to continue to play well to knock the knock the Coyotes out of one of those playoff positioning because uh, the the well, thought of having NHL playoff hockey at Mullet Arena, a forty seven hundred seater uh, arena, uh, is is probably something the yeah, NHL is is uh, looking at and saying, well, uh, we'll see how it plays out. <laughs> but but having and, and maybe. Maybe they can uh, they can get a uh, a rink built. Football season will be long over by by April. They can uh, they can build in a rink if they have to have playoff games. Maybe they Good we can have our first ever outdoor playoff game uh, at Sun Devil Stadium for the uh, for the. At they'll be able to get they'll be able, able to get more people in attendance that, than they would in, be able to get at Mullet Arena. That's all in jest. Uh, I will tell you as I look around the arena and the stadium as we're getting ready to leave um, that. Uh, I believe maybe William Carlson. Let's put it on him. He got to the scorers. Uh, score table, and he put the score up at 3-3. So I'm thinking, you know, wouldn't that be a William Carlson thing to do, change the score to 3-3? <laughs> anyway, again, having a little fun with you folks. It's been a great couple of days here in Seattle. Uh, one more day for me just to kind of uh, enjoy it, unwind a little bit. Then it's off to Tempe, Arizona for college hockey, the Desert Classic coming up this weekend. So we'll be moving on from that. Um, How about our, for our AHL listeners, the uh, the Firebirds, the the AHL affiliate of the Kraken, getting a win today on New Year's Day. They're playing up in Calgary, and they got a win. So it's uh, the two and zero for the uh, Firebirds and the Kraken on uh, New Year's Day. Yeah, can't argue that. Um, again, we'll be back on Thursday night with the uh, regular V Pro Hockey West report. But for now, we'll uh, we'll sign off a little early because I think they'd like to move us out of here. By the way, uh, the sounds are getting to be around us, and we've got a uh, a shuttle to catch. Hopefully it's still here. So we'll say goodnight. Steven, go ahead and uh, do your thing, and we'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro when you're all done. This has been the Pro Hockey West Report brought to you by Jets Pizza with over 400 locations in 21 states. Find the location near you at JetsPizza.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Become a Caesars Rewards member and get the most out of your every stay at Caesars Resort. Buy Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins. Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. And Finley Toyota in Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Cater your next party or office lunch with the best of Las Vegas barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. T-Mobile. Get a new iPhone 14 on us. Go to T-Mobile.com to find out how. FedEx, the official delivery company, IceTimeHockeyWest.com. The Pro Hockey West Report and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and is available to all of your favorite podcast platforms. Search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows. Help others find us. The Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. A couple of other little things before you 
play the song here. Um, there was youth stuff going on here. We had the I think junior golden knights, a couple junior golden knights teams were up here. There were some tournaments. I don't know if they, I don't. They might have got to skate out here too, but at the Kraken facility, I know they were doing some st stuff there. So that that's a, that's a great part of this, and uh, the fan fest that went on. I go to them May. I think it goes on till seven p.m. Uh, this evening. But uh, the fan fest of the North Lot at Lumen Field, the home of the uh, the uh, Seahawks, they um, they had some fan fest there, which is always great about these NHL premier events. They have these these fan fests to get people interact and and have different uh, games and stuff to to uh, to have that. So it, again. Uh, uh, so, so that's a great job by the NHL and and all of that to to, to surround and yeah they'll they'll pack up and uh, I think the next NHL event will be the uh, the All Star Game which will be in uh, in Toronto this year uh, the NHL All Star Game so that will not be outside I'm sure in Toronto in February uh, that, that would be a little bit uh, be be cold but uh, um, you don't just want to just sit out here all night no, it's it's, no, it's, it's nice weather out here no, I'm, getting, I'm getting cold I'm getting chill <laughs> and I've got another show to do you you, so, you uh, you're I'm, always a working man I mean I've you got get things to do it's a double. A double header. Yeah. Use another baseball term here. Yeah. A double, a split double header here. <laughs> yep. You get a little bit of a break, and then another, another show for you. All right, Seattle, uh, this is for you. All right, thanks for tuning in, fans. We want to uh, we want to uh, say good night with Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro, and uh, you need to use those effects more in. often, man. I like yeah. that. I like that correct one. I need I need you to do that more often when I say something. Uh, here we go. Here we go.